It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Scott Collin, host of Locked On Fantasy Hockey on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Today's episode, recap the weekend trade, some injury updates, waiver recommendations, and a look ahead to Monday's matchups with DFS tips. First, let's look at the trade sending Ryan Zingle back to Ottawa. Now, Zingle is a scoring winger, can play left wing and right wing, has good speed and a good enough shot that he's had two 20-goal seasons to his credit. However, he does tend to have a hard time without the puck. Managed to score 10 goals and 33 points in 75 games for Carolina, going back to last season. Now, his offensive impact may have been whittled away, uh, even as his defensive shortcomings improved in Carolina, but he was not having a great impact, certainly not for a player with a $3.375 million cap hit. Now, returning to Ottawa, where he started his NHL career and had his most success, Zingle should get a shot to play a significant role for the Sens. Uh, considering that the Senators won't be challenging for a playoff spot, though, they might be able to build up Zingle's value to the point that they could flip him uh, as a rental to a contender at the trade deadline. And maybe that's the, the play here uh, long term. As for what the Hurricanes get, they get winger Alex Galchenyuk and center Cedric Paquette. Galchenyuk is a 27-year-old whose career has gone sideways. Uh, he scored 30 goals back in 2015-2016. He had 23 points in 25 games to start the next season. Then he suffered a knee injury in December 2016. And from that point on, it's really been a rough ride for him. Montreal Canadiens sort of loudly determined uh, that he was not going to be able to play center for them. And while that may not have been the necessary approach to take for a 22-year-old who was scoring for you, the the underlying uh, principle that he wasn't defensively sound enough, uh, that had merit. And so even though Galchenyuk... Uh, was below average defensively then. Uh, It hasn't improved a whole lot since. And so it was one thing you could live with when he had this offensive production. Well, the offensive production has also started to dry up. Uh, And so he's become much more dependent on power play uh, time in in order to produce. And so in 2018-2019, when he played for Arizona, where he was traded uh, for Max Domi, Galchenyuk scored 21 of his 41 points on the power play. That's that's not a whole lot of production then at five on five. Uh, and then in subsequent sw- stops, he's played in Pittsburgh and Minnesota and Ottawa. He has a total of 25 points in 67 games while getting outshot by a significant margin. And so, you know, this is not the way Galchenyuk's career was supposed to go when he was drafted third overall, but now it's kind of hanging on by a thread. Carolina's put him on waivers and he may not, he may not have any uh, real future in the league right now. And that's certainly a disappointment and it didn't look like this is the way it had to be. Uh, but uh, it, it has been a, a rough few seasons uh, for Alex Galchenyuk. Uh, as for Paquette, he's 27 years old, a bit of an offensive black hole. He's never had a 20-point season in the league, but he is a fourth-line center who will hit, kill, kill penalties, uh, and can fill that rather specific role. Uh, he did it for a Stanley Cup winner in Tampa Bay last season, and he's also in the last year of his deal. He has a $1.65 million cap hit. Now, from Ottawa's perspective, I like this deal. Uh, Zingle wasn't working out in Carolina, but on a Senators team that is desperate for scoring, he may have a chance to play uh, a bigger role. Now, I suppose there was a chance that Galchenyuk could work out in Carolina if they thought that you know their infrastructure might cover up for his shortcomings, but 
it's also given how little he's making, they don't need to, to take that risk if they're happy with the way things are going. Now, Paquette may not be a, a big driver of results, but he does offer sort of old school hockey values, a, a gritty checking center. He's played 91 playoff games. Uh, and when the games get more physical, Paquette's right in the middle of it. And you could see how Carolina might like that uh, if they think their team has a shot at, at going on a Stanley Cup run. So, Having already stated that I, I like Ottawa's side of this deal, uh, I can at least understand it from Carolina's perspective. It saves them a little money. Uh, and if if Paquette is the one guy who they really use out of this deal, you, you can see how he fits a, a very niche need uh, for the Hurricanes. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We're covering everything you need to know about fantasy hockey, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. So let's quickly recap Sunday's games. There were just two on the schedule. First one, Washington goes into Pittsburgh and loses 6-3. The good news for Washington is they got some players back uh, from injury and or the COVID list. That's uh, Jakob Vrana and Evgeny Kuznetsov. TJ Oshie's back. So encouraging long-term is that Washington uh, is healthier. Uh, but on this day, uh, it was all Pittsburgh. Penguins right winger, Brian Rust, had a two goals and an assist to lead the, the attack. He has 13 points in 13 games. I had some doubts about Rust coming off a career season last year, but he seems to have picked up uh, right where he left off. Pittsburgh left winger, Jake Gensel, had a goal and an assist. He now has five points in the past three games. Penguins center, Sidney Crosby, also had a goal and assist. He has five points in the past five games. Penguins defenseman, Chris Letang, had a couple of assists. He has four assists in his past three games. And Penguins defenseman, Cody Ceci, had a couple of helpers, and he's actually had uh, some moments uh, where he's been able to contribute for the Penguins. So uh, not, a, not a great day for Washington, uh, but uh, Pittsburgh probably needed that a bit in their own right to kind of get on track. Uh, Colorado loses one nothing at Vegas. Obviously not a lot, a lot of offense to talk about here. Uh, Vegas goaltender Marc-Andre Fleury did have a 30-save shutout. In eight starts this season, Fleury is a 944 save percentage, which is pretty great, uh, especially for a guy that uh, Vegas was trying to unload. And so he has uh, stepped up, uh, particularly with Robin Leonard, uh, A, not playing great, uh, and B, being hurt. Uh, the, the opportunity has been there for Fleury to play, and he's played really well. Now let's uh, go through some injury updates. It's been a busy uh, busy weekend on that front. And we'll start with Colorado defenseman Kale McCarr, who missed uh Sunday's loss to Vegas uh, with an upper body injury. That news kind of trickled out in, in the afternoon. Uh, and like any absence from Makar is pretty significant. He's if he's one of or maybe the best defenseman in the league this season. Uh, so it's not supposed to be a long-term thing. Jared Bednar says Makar is expected to play Tuesday or he could play Tuesday. So at least keep that in mind that uh, his status, it may not be a long-term thing, but it is a thing. Uh, Tampa Bay right winger Steven Stamkos uh, has been cleared from the COVID-19 list. Obviously, good news for the Lightning on that front. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Tampa Bay center Anthony Sorelli is listed week to week with an undisclosed injury. And that's a pretty uh, significant loss uh, for a guy who plays uh, such a, a big role as, as a two-way checking center uh, who also is putting up point a game for uh, the Lightning. Uh, Sorelli's absence will be felt. 
Uh, Ottawa goaltender Matt Murray is uh, with an upper body injury. Uh, and as poorly as Murray has played, he's still a better option for them than Marcus Hogberg. So if he's out for significant time, the, the Sens are pretty vulnerable. Uh, San Jose, a couple of defensemen out. Eric Carlson has a lower body injury. He's off to a poor start this season anyway, but uh, the thing coming into the season was, oh, Eric Carlson is you know, really healthy and and you, real good chance for him to bounce back. Well, he wasn't bouncing back and now uh, injured again. And so this this is not a, a great trend for Eric Carlson. Also, Radek Shimak uh, is out with an upper body injury. So San Jose is going to have to dig deep on their, their blue line. Uh, St. Louis left winger Jaden Schwartz out with a lower body injury. Uh, Winnipeg center, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, out with an undisclosed injury. He you know, only played two games for the Jets uh, and hasn't really gotten going there yet. And, and so this is uh, not ideal for them to have him out with an injury already. Uh, Arizona has a couple of guys. Uh, John Hayden and the winger is on the COVID-19 list. Uh, veteran defenseman Nicholas Chalmerson uh, has a lower body injury. Uh, Boston, a couple of defensemen out. Matt Grizzlick has a lower body injury. Uh, and Jakob Zborl uh, has an upper body injury. And so Boston, uh, John Moore uh, has found his way into the lineup and uh, they've had to dig deep a little bit there as well. Uh, Calgary center Michael Backlund has a lower body injury. Obviously, he plays a pretty significant role for them as a two-way play driver. Uh, Chicago right winger Andrew Shaw out with a concussion. Uh, Detroit left winger Darren Helm has a lower body injury. And let's finish things up here with uh, Philadelphia, a team that was on COVID hiatus over the past week and, and should be returning to action, but uh, they've added some players to their list. Uh, right winger Travis Konechny, center Scott Lawton, and left winger Oscar Lindblom are on the COVID-19 list. I, I think the most notable there, obviously, is Lindblom, who you know may be more vulnerable health-wise, uh, given that he missed much of last season uh, when he was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma. And so we would... Certainly hope you know that no one has uh, problems with COVID-19, but especially uh, so in the case of Lindblom, given his uh, previous health issues. Now, let's take a look uh, at a few players you may want to grab off your waiver wire. Uh, I've got a full piece on, on The Athletic, and so you can take a look there for you know more details, more, uh, more information, but uh, a couple of guys to at least consider, and the first will be Nino Niederreiter uh, for Carolina, available in a lot of places, and one of the things to be encouraged about with Niederreiter, not only does he have six goals in 12 games, but he's generating more than three shots on goal per game. And that's uh, sort of the, the underlying principle here is if you're generating shots, uh, that you have a chance to have sustainable production. And so Niederreiter, if he's generating three shots per game, uh, I like his chances uh, to continue scoring for Carolina. Uh, also, why not Jack, Ras- Jack Roslovic uh, in Columbus, scoring a point per game since coming over in that trade from Winnipeg. Uh, maybe that wasn't expected, and maybe that won't continue, uh, but he's getting a, a good shot uh, in Columbus, and he's taken advantage of it. Uh, Ve- Vegas uh, center Cody Glass, uh, who is available in a lot of places, and understandably so, he's not playing a ton yet, uh, but he- he's producing points, even in a third-line role with some power play time. And I think we're just waiting, you know, for that opportunity to to come up where Vegas decides that, yes, Cody Glass can play first-line minutes for them. And on defense, uh, look at Evan Bouchard of the Oilers. Available almost everywhere because, one, he's not playing a ton yet, uh, but he generates a bunch of shots, can contribute a bit offensively. Uh, and if that, if that continues, uh, his ice time should continue to go up. And so, you know, you can sit there and look at the first handful of games of Bouchard and, and see 14, 15, 16 minutes, well, that maybe doesn't have huge huge value. But if he continues to, to play as well as he has, maybe the minutes get up to 18, 19, 20, and then you've really got something. 
Also, look for a couple of goaltenders who might be uh, taking time in the crease away from their uh, their more established counterparts. And that's Chris Dreger in Florida, uh, who is obviously the Panthers want to give Sergei Bobrovsky every opportunity to hold that starting job. Uh, but uh, Dreger, going back to last season, has been the more reliable uh, goaltender for them. And so uh, they can't ignore that forever. But in the meantime, at least means that uh, Dreger forces his way into more action. Uh, also, Los Angeles is Calvin Peterson, uh, who the Kings might want to give Jonathan Quick a chance, but Peterson has played so much better uh, that uh, this season Peterson does look like he's kind of taking over uh, as the Kings starter. And now there isn't a ton of fantasy value to being the Kings starting goaltender, particularly if you're relying on wins. Uh, but uh, Peterson has played well enough that you know, if you need uh, at least a short-term fix in goal or, or maybe a, a player with some, some long-term value, uh, you can consider him as well. Built Bar is a protein bar and it tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites, peanut butter brownie and salted caramel. But they're all low-fat, low-carb, high-protein, all in a convenient bar. They've also got a new flavor, coconut brownie chunk. And that goes with uh, their previous new flavors of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. They've got a lot of options. And look, I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at an outdoor boot camp for the past couple of months, and I've had some success. But I leaned right into it with Built Bar as part of my post-workout routine. It gives my muscles the protein boost they need. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com. Use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll save 20% off your next order. Enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over. But the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. If that's your kind of thing. Anyway, real-time, updated odds, and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't miss another big hockey story. Start your week off with Locked On NHL. Every Monday, Locked On Kings host Sarah Evampato interviews local experts covering the biggest stories in hockey. Get reactions to blockbuster trades, deep dives on the teams destined to be at the top of the standings, and analysis of hockey's hottest stars. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get podcasts. And send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy NHL on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyHockey at gmail.com. So now, we've got a busy Monday schedule. Let's take a look at uh, the lines on BetOnline.ag. First game we have is St. Louis at Arizona because the Blues always play the Coyotes. Uh, St. Louis is favored, minus 125. I don't quite like them that much. Uh, Arizona... Uh, is plus 113 in that game. I might consider Arizona uh, because I have them slightly favored. My model would have Arizona minus 110. (laughs) And certainly these teams know each other really well. Uh, This will be their sixth consecutive game. Uh, The New York Islanders, minus 144 at Buffalo. Buffalo is plus 130. I have the Islanders slightly favored in this game, probably minus 110. But we really don't know what we're getting here with Buffalo having uh, been off for a week and don't know how, how healthy they are altogether, uh, so it's probably a game that I would just avoid. Uh, Toronto is minus 290 against Ottawa, which is a massive, massive premium, and even as much as I expect it to be automatic uh, for Toronto to beat this Ottawa team as currently constructed, uh, I also uh, do not want to pay those kinds of 
uh, prices. So it might, might lean more towards Toronto minus a goal and a half at minus 130. Uh, Toronto, uh, Carolina minus 169 against Columbus. Uh, Carolina should be favored. That premium is touch more than I would be uh, looking for. I see my model would have Carolina minus 155. So I, I, don't, I don't take enough issue with uh, the line to, uh, to go the other way. Uh, Tampa Bay minus 172 against Florida. Uh, now this is one where I do have uh, Tampa Bay favored, but not by that big a margin. Uh, and so maybe Florida plus 155 is uh, a little bit a little bit appealing. Uh, Chicago minus 135 at Detroit, uh, epic matchup, uh, but that's right on line with with what my model has. Uh, Chicago has been playing a little bit better, uh, and so strange to have them as road favorites, but uh, I think they've earned it. Uh, Dallas minus 155. Uh, against Nashville, I have Dallas minus 160, uh, so we're kind of in in the same area there. Uh, Winnipeg plus 117 at Edmonton. Uh, I would take uh, the Jets as underdogs here. Uh, I have Winnipeg is very slightly favored, maybe minus 108 on my model. So getting them at underdog prices, uh, I'll give it a look. Uh, Calgary minus 127 at Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver did kind of get break their uh, slump the other night, uh, controlled play and. And earned a win, but I uh, think overall Calgary still looks like a, a better option there. Uh, and Anaheim, minus 103 at San Jose. Uh, very slight underdogs there, and I would have Anaheim favored maybe minus 115, 117 area. Uh, and so not sure I love uh, the Ducks enough to take them uh, on the road there. Uh, I guess the, the two that I do like, uh, I like Arizona plus 113 at home against St. Louis and Winnipeg plus 117 uh, at Edmonton. So thanks to betonline.ag for those odds. Let's take a look at uh, some DFS value plays for Monday. Some skaters under $5,000 on DraftKings. Uh, Vancouver center Bo Horvats, $4,800 against Calgary. Hadn't scored any points in the past four games, but has been a pretty significant player for the Canucks this season. Chance for him to, to bounce back here and, and get, on, get on the scoreboard again. Uh, Carolina right winger Nino Niederreiter. That was $4,700 against Columbus, as I mentioned. Niederreiter's generating shots, and that gives him at least a, a solid fantasy foundation. Uh, that if he's getting you three or four shots, then uh, any kind of point production really kind of puts him over the top. Uh, Anaheim left winger Max Comtois is $3,100 at San Jose. Obviously, we're looking at a real bargain here, uh, and the Ducks aren't scoring a whole lot, uh, but Comtois is generating at least a little bit of offense there uh, that might be worthwhile. Uh, Winnipeg right winger Mason Appleton, also $3,100. Uh, again, we're trying to save money here on, on Comtois and Appleton so that you can spend big uh, somewhere else. But Appleton has moved into into Winnipeg's top nine and, and has produced some points there for them. Uh, Carolina defenseman Brett Pesci is $4,000 against Columbus. Now, Pesci uh, is more known for his defensive play and his block shots may uh, contribute to his value, uh, but he's also uh, had a point per game over the past couple of weeks. And so uh, a chance to uh, get in on that. Uh, Edmonton defenseman Evan Bouchard, as I mentioned uh, in the waiver wire segment, uh, a worthwhile uh, consideration. He's $3,600 uh, against Winnipeg. And for a guy who, who isn't playing a whole lot, uh, he does generate offense in terms of shots on goal. And he's had a few points as well. Uh, Buffalo defenseman Rasmus Dahlin, $4,000 against the Islanders. Uh, we don't really know what's going on with Buffalo as they come back from uh, the COVID-19 hiatus. Uh, but uh, Dahlin at $4,000 is a pretty reasonable price. Uh, Buffalo goaltender Linus Olmark is $7,200 against the Islanders. Uh, even if the Islanders win that game, I'm not sure they have a ton of firepower, and so I think it's it's not a bad matchup for Olmark. Uh, and Vancouver goaltender Thatcher Demko, if he gets the start against Calgary. Uh, Demko has played pretty well this season, aside from uh, one game in which he gave up seven goals to the Leafs. And so if you kind of remove that from the uh, 
the overall calculation, the Demco, not too bad. And, and if you get him at home at a reasonable price, uh, maybe he, he returns some value. And that will do it for today. Enjoy the games. You can check out my work on The Athletic and at scottcullenhockey.substack.com. Also, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Uh, I've gone through the starting rotations in the American League. National League is up next. So find these podcasts, subscribe, maybe drop in a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, radio.com app, wherever you get your podcasts. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. Gil Martin here, host of the Locked On NHL podcast. Join me every Monday for the three biggest stories from across the NHL, including how newly traded players are fitting in around the league. Check out the Locked On NHL podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.